And when I said that, that actually really set a different foundation and framework of how my friend gave me attention, gave me presence. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prebo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, coworkers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Welcome everybody to this solo cast where I answer some questions from you, my listeners, and topics that everybody will be able to relate to, like feeling seen and heard. Haven't we all had challenges in that area? Whether it's being on the receiving end of not feeling seen and heard or having really difficult seeing and hearing somebody else, especially your partner. And also another question on not wanting to hurt another person, whether it's telling them a big truth, facing a fear, where we might say, I don't want to tell them because I don't want to hurt them. Sound familiar? So before we get on to those questions, I want to... Remind you of my live Zoom couples workshop on February 13th, The Power of Appreciation, The Key to a Deeper Connection. It's a great workshop to really learn to deepen your connection, especially through the appreciation. And what better day to do it than the day before Valentine's Day. So it is a real gift for both of you. So check it out on my website, prepo.com, and you can also register there. Okay, everybody, here we go. Listeners' questions, yeah. Let's talk about it. So here we go with the first question. And Chris from Texas says, I don't say what's bothering me or what I'm feeling because I don't want to hurt my partner or anybody else in my life. So I just don't say anything and I keep it in. But I know that's not good. How do I speak my truth without hurting others? Dang, that's a good question, isn't it? We all can relate to that. We all at times are saying, I can't say this. I don't want to say it because I don't want to hurt somebody else. I don't want to hurt that person. So first of all, for the foundation of this, I do need to emphasize this. And I know you've heard it before, but you got to really take it in. You are not responsible for how other people feel. It's true. We can't take responsibility for how others feel. Now, we need to take some responsibility that we have influence on how we send out 
what we say in our communication. But don't take on somebody else's feeling. And I'm not talking about the attitude of, I'm not concerned with how you feel. I don't care about how you feel. I'm not talking about disregarding somebody's feelings. Not at all. When I'm talking about knowing that I am not that other person. I don't have their history. I don't have their makeup. I don't have their inner dialogue and their thought processes. So I can't take responsibility of their hurt. And you know what, everybody, too? People are going to be hurt. That's the one thing. We can't take away a human experience from somebody else. Sometimes when we say hard truths, we say things that have consequences and can be a shock because it may not be flattering or it's just our truth that we haven't spoken at all. It may be something that somebody doesn't want to hear, but they need to hear. All kinds of things that have the potential for a human being to feel hurt. So I just want to put that out too. Sometimes we got to let people have their feelings. The main focus is how we send out our communication. That's where we have control. That's where I know I have control. And I've talked about this before, about what is my alignment? You know, to figure out, I think we all need to figure out how do we want to express ourselves? You know, what is some parameters? I want to be calm for me. I want to be clear. I want to be honest. I also want to be grounded. I want to have compassion. I want to also have openness. Those are the many things and the energies that I want to have when I'm speaking, especially a hard truth. And I want to focus on that more than focusing on how this person is going to receive it. Again, because I have no control over how somebody receives me. I have control over how I send me out. And if we then do that, and if we are sending out our communication in our alignment, and somebody does receive it, and they feel hurt, I would say, take a quick mirror back to check, did I send that out in alignment, just to reflect on, and if I felt that I did, and I don't need to correct myself, or perhaps lower my voice, or to maybe feel more confident and firm, if I don't need to do those adjustments, and they express hurt, and I see that they're hurt, then I gotta let them have their experience. And I also believe that one reason why we look for more of the reasons that we don't tell somebody something that's truthful or hard, or that we have fear for telling them, that we believe that it's because we don't want to hurt them and for them to feel hurt. A lot of it, what's behind it is, we don't want to witness their hurt. It feels really shitty to see and experience somebody else's hurt. We have to go through all of those emotions of maybe feeling some guilt or checking ourselves and taking on the responsibility of feeling bad instead of, yeah, it's a sad situation. Yeah, this person is hurt because they're feeling their feelings. So if we're more present with their hurt than trying to get away from their hurt or avoid their hurt. And what do we do when we avoid hurt? We push it down. 
like Chris mentioned in her question, pushing it down and not saying anything. And when we do that, many things happen, right? We suppress our feelings and it can come out in a sideways comment or resentment, underlying resentment, passive aggressiveness, all really dysfunctional ways that that feeling that we press down, suppressed, can come out that is not healthy. And another thing, we don't get to be known. We don't get to speak our truth. And that's what intimacy is really about. I say to be known and to know. And so if I'm holding back my truth, I'm not being, I'm not allowing other people to see me so that I'm known, so that I can have that connection and that understanding from somebody else if they're not deeply saying who I am. And I think there's also many other factors that we have to practice and take in consideration. You know, timing, I know that's a big one. We can't always have the perfect timing when we speak to somebody. Maybe something, again, that's serious, that's on our heart. But we can sure have some discernment about the timing, asking that person if they're available instead of seeing that they're not and you just want to rush it because you want to get it off of your chest. To back it way up, too, we have to understand if there isn't some malice and some negativity that's coming from from us that is hurtful. So this is a never-ending practice to do, folks. You know, how to figure out to bring somebody towards us, not push them away and not being overly concerned how they're going to respond and how they're going to react. You know, a lot of times what we do is when we think about the conversation, we're thinking about how the other person's going to react and that they're going to feel hurt and that it's going to be really hard and that they might get angry or they might stomp out. And maybe it's because we've had that experience with them and others before that we know it's going to go bad. You know, we have this preconceived experience. So I think we have to be very careful about playing that scenario in our mind when we think about having that conversation. Instead, again, of focusing on our own energy, on our own groundedness, and how we want to express ourselves. Again, that's the movie, that's the visualization that we have way more control over. And if we're tentative and thinking about the other person's hurt, then we're not, we're losing ground on ourselves. And I think we're more concerned about them than we are about our own need to speak our truth. And again, if one of the parts of your alignment is compassion, it's also holding that person and that in tenderness but not being responsible for their reactions. I can still have empathy. I know that this is difficult for them. I can imagine that it is hurtful. And then let them have that experience. And also learning a real skill of after that truth is spoken and after the person expresses hurt or feels hurt, how to be with that how to process that hurt, how to make room for that, how to acknowledge and validate that they're hurt, 
not push it away, wish it wasn't there, make excuses or a lot of apologies, or blow up with your own frustration that they're hurt, that aftermath of that experience and processing that in repair, that's also a practice. So the more times you also do that well, the more that you're going to be able to conjure up the courage to be able to speak your truth and not be afraid of hurting somebody else. And again, the better that we get at witnessing somebody else's hurt, getting more comfortable with how uncomfortable that experience can be, the more that we get comfortable with it, doesn't mean that we have to like it, just know that exists and we are making the room and the space in our life to have that kind of experience and see it. Again, it's not easy. The more you'll be taking the risks to do that. Because again, the opposite is the avoidance, right? So many times we avoid or people avoid not speaking because of this fear of hurting somebody. Yeah, okay. And also we have to come to the realization that everybody experiences hurt differently. Some people feel hurt more. They get offended faster. People have experienced different traumas in their life. So again, I'm gonna just say, we're not gonna avoid hurt. It's much better to be able to navigate it, be present with it, than bearing it and denying it. And I know I'm gonna give you an example for something that I did, because this is a practice of mine, to get better and better at speaking my truth. So something's coming to mind of something that happened years ago with a friend that I had apprehensive to speak my truth because I thought that they were gonna feel really hurt. And I expressed, I got the courage up to express what I was experiencing at the moment which I said something to the effect of, well, I can feel some fear coming up in me of wanting to share with you and speak my truth and say what I need to say to you because I have fear. What I make up in my mind is that you're gonna be hurt. And, and in all honesty, that I'm gonna to have to focus on your hurt and the focus is not gonna be on what I need to say and for you to really hear me out and to be able to understand and connect with me so that you and I can have a deeper connection and more understanding. So that's my fear of what's coming up right now. And when I said that, that actually really set a different foundation and framework of how my friend gave me attention, gave me presence heard my request that I wanted a deep connection and be heard and that I had care and concern about their hurt, but I didn't want that to be the focus of my need to express. So I think we need to, to be able to take risks and even say things that are truthful in that way, to talk about our fear and not to just say, I'm really afraid that you're going to really take it Badly, I'm afraid that you're going to take it in a bad way. And, I, and I'm afraid that you're going to feel awful. Because the person can also get defensive around that. 
I'm not going to feel bad. Why would I feel bad? So that's a juicy, big topic about speaking our truth without hurting others. So our next question comes from Terry in Canada. And Terry says, my partner tells me that they don't feel heard by me, that I'm not really listening to them. I think I am, but I also know that I really get frustrated. So what can I do to help my partner feel heard? So first I want to say to Terry, well, good on you for wanting to learn and know how to help your partner feel heard. Because I think that's a great gift that we can give to another person. It's a wonderful attribute in a partnership. The desire to want to hear your partner. And I know sometimes it comes from because our partner keeps telling us how much that we're not hearing them. And after a while, it finally gets to us. It's like, hell, I don't know what else to do. I've tried everything. Well, probably not everything, right? So, Terry, there's a couple things to that for sure. And one is, are you really hearing what they're saying? Are you also sensing in what they're feeling and understanding what your partner is saying? Because a big one is you got to be present. You know, a lot of times we're not present with somebody else when they're speaking to us, period. We're not really paying attention. We're hearing maybe every other word, our attention is somewhere else. So that's a big part of it too, is being able to be present. And the art of listening, you gotta be a really good listener. That's a forever practice, I believe. Making sure that we're paying attention to that person and not spending a lot of time in our own self-talk, our own story, or our defense of what we're going to say, or discount what they're telling us, or making excuses. We gotta watch our self-talk and see if we're spending more time there than really listening to the person that's speaking to us. Are we interrupting, you know, are we defending and explaining and shutting down real fast. That's a big part. That's a big part when I hear from my clients about them not feeling heard. And there's a tendency that I hear more from women that their man is not hearing them. It's not even tracking them. Like, I hear this partner saying, just give me a sound. Just like nod your head. Let me know that, that, you're, that you're following me. Because men, you don't want to be like that Beatles song. Doesn't have a point of view. Knows not where he's going to. Isn't he a bit like you and me? Nowhere, man, please listen. You don't know what you're missing. Nowhere, man, the world is at your command. 
He's as blind as he can be. Just sees what he wants to see. Nowhere, man, can you see me at all. Mm-hmm. No, man, you don't want to be that nowhere, man. You want to be present. You want to be the here, man. Right here, man. So I think it's really good also for the listener to maybe even check in with the person that's speaking and say, hey, do you want me to only listen right now? Do you want me to reflect back what I heard so you feel that I'm following you? Do you want me to give you some advice? Because a lot of times people don't feel heard because the response back is advice or fix it to tell them what they're doing, what they need to do differently to fix it. And we think we're coming to help. We think we're giving support by doing that. But when people really want to be listened to, seen and heard, they they don't want to be fixed. I know I don't want to be fixed. I want people to get me. I want them to reflect back like what they heard and what they sensed that I felt. To me, the empathy is really important, that they get a sense of what I'm feeling. I feel really heard more when somebody says, I imagine you must be feeling this, or I heard you telling me that, that you're feeling this way. But most of the time, I think people don't feel heard because they're not given the focus. It's the listener is talking more about their feelings to what the person just said. Or again, the explanation are coming back. Oh, you don't feel heard by me? What about me? I don't feel heard by you. Does that sound familiar when one of you maybe gives a complaint, the other one comes right back and says, well, what about you? You always do that. That's not hearing the person. That's not making space at all for them to be heard. And you definitely don't want to tell the person that they're overreacting or they're being ridiculous. That definitely doesn't make somebody feel heard. And neither does walking away. (laughs) You definitely don't want to do that, right? That body language is so important. A lot of people don't even look straight at the person that they're speaking to when they're even listening. And if there's something that they don't want to hear, they don't like it, what, what happens usually is somebody turns their head. They look the other way or they look down. That person that's speaking does not feel heard when we do that. So, Terry, I don't know if you do those things, but it would be good to check to see if you're doing those things. And literally, some people don't feel heard because they've made requests. They said some things over and over again. And their partner might say, yep, I'll do that. Oh, I hear what you're saying. And they just repeat uh, the behavior that their partner wants changed or they don't remember what the person said, they forgot. And so that partner doesn't feel heard or seen when they're asked a request and that person said they're gonna fulfill it and they don't. That's also reliability and trust. I hear that a lot in my practice where one partner would say, yeah, I don't feel you hear me at all because you keep repeating things that you say that you'll do differently or that you say that you understand, but then you keep repeating the same behavior. So I don't feel seen or I don't feel heard. 
So I would say to that, if you say you're going to do something or if you say that you're going to change your behavior, put some focus on it. Don't just appease your partner because that will come and bite you in the ass later. And also appease has the energy of contempt. You know, a little bit of like not caring and disgust or rolling of the eyes. You don't need to do that. So this question also goes out to not just in partnership, right? It goes out into friendships and coworkers about people not feeling heard and being able to use real good presence and listening skills and not interrupting, not defending and explaining, but being able to reflect, being able to empathize and ask questions and be curious. You know, that's a big one. Being really curious and interested in what your partner or the person, the speaker is saying. Then they feel real heard because you're interested in what they have to say. I know when people are curious and interested in what I am talking about and have to say, I do feel heard because I know that they're tracking me and they're not just making it about their reality or bringing up their experience. They want to know more about me. So that's a good focus also is to be more curious and interested and ask questions from that kind of an attitude, not questions that are going to pin the person in the corner with the answer that you want to hear. That's not curiosity. And I think we also have to know within ourselves as a listener to know our capacity when we're getting overwhelmed. Because when we're getting overwhelmed, and I believe a lot of people get overwhelmed fast, and we get flooded, and we don't speak to that. We don't say, whoa, you know, right now there's a lot coming to me, or I'm feeling overwhelmed. Can I pause? Can we pause? It's much better to say that than to just shut down yourself and not say that, and then your partner feels the shutdown. That's a boundary sometimes that we have to put up. But we're being transparent and we're saying that we're getting overwhelmed and therefore it's going to be hard for me to continue to hear right now. Can we pause? I also think that resentments can be a barrier to really listening to somebody. If we have past resentments and that they're talking to us, we don't want to give them the attention because we might have resentment of what they're saying or just resentment to them in general. And therefore, we're not open to them. We don't have a good connection and a good feeling. And when we hold a lot of resentments, people that hold resentments are not holding the space for somebody to be heard. And I know some people have a difficult time with anxiety and stress and attention deficit. That can be in play for the reason why they have difficulty being present and listening. I know for me that when I reduce my anxiety and my stress, I am a lot more present and pleasant, (laughs) present and pleasant to be around. And I have more capacity for people that are talking to me and give them my attention. So pay attention to your own anxiety and stress levels so that you can be present with other people. That's for real. I know you've heard that before, but put focus on it. We have to be able to empty our cups so that we 
are able to make room for other people, including ourselves. It's a wonderful thing. I experience a wonderful feeling when I'm really present and listening to somebody and then they feel really heard by me. It's a wonderful connection to be part of that, to give that gift to somebody. And the best part of that, the more that I know that I do that, I become an inspiration for people in my life. My wife and I, we inspire each other. When she shows up for me and she's present and I feel listened to and heard, it's inspiring that I want to do that. I want to give her that gift that she just gave me. That's how couples can also inspire each other. Okay. Well, those were a couple really good questions because I think everybody can relate to those. I know I can. And remember, folks, be compassionate, be kind to yourself through this process, through learning this, and give yourself the gift of putting attention on this and bettering your connections and relationships. It's just so more juicy when we do that. Okay, everybody, this is what I got for you today. So when you're listening and feeling this, I hope that you take this and that you're able to make yourselves a beautiful, beautiful day. Relationships, Let's Talk About It, is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more about licensed counselor Prebo Teplitsky, visit prebo.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling or therapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Thank you.